Hello and welcome to another episode of Secret Society of Marauders. Today we're going to be talking about the whole restaurant situation and mom and pop shops having to close down. And this has been going on since March 2020, but it's time to take another look at it and with all the new variants like um, you know Delta variant or the Mu variant it seems that this is just gonna be never-ending it's like the song that never ends <laughs> and basically the same dynamics are at play and some people have the ability to pull the trigger at any given time and then boom you know all the businesses have to shut down again and I, I believe that one of the mistakes was that we could actually somehow moderately shut down. Like, just shut down a little, little bit, and then it's, like, going to be cool. And Or, honestly, with any topic like that, where it's sort of an insanity that we have to conform to. And you can look at uh, the CDC website. They have a article titled, Considerations for Restaurants in bar operations that goes into what they feel that is necessary guiding principles for businesses to follow and they've actually it's kind of funny because they view lowest risk as food service limited to drive through takeout and you know that gets rid of waiters that benefits fast food more and the highest risk is um, on its on-site dining with indoor seating, and um, they emphasize that seating capacity not reduced and tables not spaced at least six feet apart. So basically, just anything that feels normal, it's not cool. <laughs> and if we look at, yep. So if you, I'm gonna put this in the. Um, <laughs> I'm going to put this in the description in the minds in the minds post and it's just this whole like new set of things that we have to go through of course or do we I don't know it's up to you and I want to take a look at the damage of the economic damage of this uh, shutdown of these shutdowns over the past year year and a half I guess Almost two years now. So I'm looking at an article from Bloomberg. And they say that more than... This is in December of 2020. So this is kind of old news at this point. Like 10 months old. It says more than 110,000 restaurants have closed permanently or long term across the country. As the industry grapples with the devastating impact of the COVID-19 pandemic. And they also quote the National Restaurant Association, which reports in a survey that 90% of full-service restaurants reported declines in revenue, falling 36% on average. So you got more than 110,000 restaurants closed. You had some restaurants which had to temporarily close. You have, you know, every everywhere is understaffed. And if you'll notice that actually the food delivery apps are not suffering. DoorDash has made a lot of money over the past year or so. And 
apparently DoorDash has taken most of the market share of that as opposed to Grubhub or Uber Eats. There's another article titled um, Yelp, 60% of businesses closed during pandemic will never reopen. That's from the Foundation for Economic Education. It says that data show a total of 160,735 businesses on Yelp closed between March 1st and August 31st when state-enforced lockdowns across the U.S. began forcing businesses to close their doors. According to Yelp's figures, 97,966 of those businesses, 60%, will not be reopening. This was published September 2020, and you can find that at Foundation for Economic Education. It also talks about how the number of each business of each type of business is closed per 100,000 is laid out. You have breakfast and brunch at 56.8, burgers 56, sandwiches 55.3, and gift shops 39.4, men's clothing clothing 31.3, and food trucks 28.1. So it, it appears that the breakfast and brunch places as well as sandwich shop all the food is very very uh hard hit whereas the pizzas is that half that less than half that at 25.8 of course people do um deliveries for pizza all the time this article quotes ihl group estimates that over 250 billion dollars alone shifted from smaller retailers with 50 or fewer locations to larger retailers due to lockdowns in North America alone, forcing over 285,000 small businesses out of business. That is a lot of money. And if you just think about the principles of how this works, like if you close the smaller businesses, everyone can only go to the larger ones, and that that does not get recycled into the economy as much as the local mom and pop stores there's another article <clears throat> from august 2020 titled target enormous sales boom sets record wait what the hell was that target targets enormous sales boom sets the record and the cnn article goes on to say target stated that sales open for at least a year had increased 24.3% to $22.6 billion during May, June, and July that marked the strongest quarterly sales growth in Target's history. So this kind of reinforces what the other statement was saying that we had that $250 billion alone shifted from smaller retailers. And smaller retailers is defined as 50 or fewer locations. And that's going to places like Target, Walmart, <laughs> I would like to look at a tweet from California Governor Gavin Newsom. I believe he did not get recalled, unfortunately. That was made July 1st, 2020. You know, kind of the heyday of the pandemic. He told Californians in the following 19 counties that they must close indoor operations for these sectors. Restaurants, wineries, movie theaters, zoos, museums. Then he said, all... Bars have to close. And it's, it's, it's almost like he's a little dictator. Like, um, 
I can actually read the tweet. <clears throat> Gavin Newsom, July first, twenty twenty, three o nine p.m. Twitter for his, he was on his iPhone when he he could have been shitting on the toilet while he told everybody to uh, to go fuck themselves. So <laughs> he says hashtag COVID nineteen. Gotta have a hashtag. Continues to spread at an alarming rate. Effective immediately. Nineteen counties must close indoors operation indoor op, indoors operations for the following sectors. Restaurants, wineries, movie theaters, family entertainment, zoos, museums, card rooms. I didn't even know that card rooms existed. <laughs> Bars must close all operations. All is capital. Then he said then he had a little like reply to his own tweet and there was like actually a bunch of counties. And you're gonna probably wanna skip ahead thirty seconds or so if you don't wanna hear all the counties, but I'm gonna read them out. Because he could have been shitting on the toilet while he told all these people to fuck themselves. So let's, let's at least tally up these numbers. <laughs> Contra Costa, 1,159,000 people. Fresno, 1 million people. Glen, 30,000 people. Imperial, 180,000 people. Kern, 913,000. Kings, by the way, these are all counties like Glen County, Imperial County, Kern County. Kings County, 156,000. L.A. County, almost 10 million. Merced County, 284,000. Orange County, 3 million. Riverside, 2,500,000. Sacramento, 1,500,000. San Bernardino County, 214,000 people. San Joaquin County, 781,000. Santa Barbara County, 91,000. Santa Clara, 1,918,000. Solana County, 451,000 people. Stanislaus County, 555,000 people. Tulare County, 67,940 people. Ventura County, 105,856. You know, I took the time to add up all of these counties, which uh, I'm going to link that tweet, but I I got 25,167,785 for all of those counties added up. So if, if, we're, if we're really at that point where we're going to accept a governor who probably has never really experienced what it's like to not, you know, go to nice little parties and honestly, it, it doesn't matter who you are. Like if we're going to say that you can, you know, you can fuck with us uh, <laughs> with Twitter for iPhone <laughs> and say what we're going to do. Like, honestly, we deserve it. If we're just going to go along, that's no, not cool. And it's kind of crazy how we all have kind of come to this conclusion that we just accept, you know, taking it up the ass. <laughs> I don't know how, how how else to say it, but uh, I mean, I, I think that commercials were a really big deal. I'm going to link a, a YouTube video called, if we can get this going, okay, maybe not. 
but I'm going to link that and it has this little somber piano and it's, they always get us sad with some music and they have like some very you know attractive lady or or a handsome man they're like okay we're doing our best and then they have like someone holding um hugging an elderly person you know like they know how to mess with our emotions and if you remember what i said over 250 billion dollars went away from small retailers like they're really good at manip- at manipulating us and it's all about the sub- sublim- subliminal subliminal messaging and you can also take a look at this directive from the state of California and it says all gatherings okay this was 2020 December 3rd 2020 regional stay at home order this is literally medical martial law like they're telling us what to do based off of unlawful executive orders and they told people that they should just stay at home it says all gatherings with members of other households are prohibited in the region except as expressly permitted herein so if you're not you know permitted to say hi to your neighbor i guess you can't do it and that might have an exception of like after 10 p.m. or something. Anyways, I'm gonna link that as well. There is a also it's kind of funny that um, the state public health officer of California, Eric S. Pan. Oh, sorry, Erica S. Pan. Like that, her last name is Pan. They've got you know the pandemic metaphor. And I actually had a very long. I don't even know how how I made it that long about uh, predictive programming and how these little things, um, many subliminal cultural messaging allows us to be manipulated. It's like to be our minds to be hijacked. I do think that's significant. And if you want to check out my predictive programming episode, I think that you'll, if you think that um, this shit is interesting, you'll you'll probably like it. there's a Fox News article titled Coronavirus Lockdowns by States, What You Need to Know, and it discusses restrictions in San Francisco. It says, in San Francisco, which is also in the state's strictest purple category, officials issued a limited stay-at-home order under which residents were not allowed to be around people from outside their household from 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. through December 21st, 2020. It was actually the Grand Conjunction. So, yep. They told you to... You gotta be in bed by 10 p.m. Or else Big Daddy government's gonna fuck you. <laughs> That's pretty much what happened. Um, so, sometimes they really do go all out on the fines. And I found a, a restaurant called Spiffy's Restaurant and Bakery in Chehalis, Washington. According to the MSN article, Washington State closed indoor dining last winter in this restaurant. Spiffy's defied the order. As a result, uh, the the Department of Labor and Industries imposed a $240,000 fine on the restaurant. Then Spiffy's closed in August 2020, 
2021, August 2021, after 50 years of serving food. Rest in peace, brothers. <laughs> and apparently they were talking about how it became a like a local hotspot for people that did not like the whole mask situation and possibly did not like the vaccine situation. So they really do are developing this power to really come at you if you don't go along with actual fines. And maybe I'll do another episode but about this, but in the Soviet Union, in the early days, what they did is um, they would at first impose a fine on you, and then they would keep increasing it until you couldn't pay it. And then they like throw you to the gulag or something like that. They take all your stuff, kill you, your family. I think that deserves some mentioning. It's really about where this is going. It's not even like, I mean, I'm sure that Spiffy's had some nice people working there. But it's if, if we just look at what's right in front of us, every single headline, like we're going to be constantly toyed with. But we have to keep that bigger picture in mind. And a bigger picture from all indications since March 2020 is to take out small businesses so that there's only large corporations. And apparently some businesses have been critical of all the vaccine mandates and New York City has now launched a vaccine mandate. There's a quote from the article titled Staten Island Business Owners Lawmakers push back on city's upcoming COVID vaccine mandate. Um, a quote from the article says that Charlie Casera, president of the Fitness Coalition, says, My entire family is vaccinated. We're, we are four people getting vaccinated. But here's the thing. If vaccinated people can transmit COVID, we know we can and we can all get it again. And the unvaccinated obviously can get it as well. Why segregate the two? I don't get it, Casera said. And we are seeing this happen as, you know, these illogical vaccine mandates are happening because, you know, if if a vaccinated person can get it, like, why would you segregate, like, this guy makes a great point. Why would you segregate the population? Because it is segregation. We did see a shift from full on, like, now it seems like the carrot and stick dynamic is is not a lockdown anymore but it's a vaccine mandate so it's like change from getting people to not want to be locked down to how about we take this we have a vaccine mandate so we don't have to lock down it's just a slippery slope there was an article in um, i believe it is a local new york city outlet what it it literally got deleted. The Kiro 7 live local in-depth news outlet says, Sorry, the page you are looking for cannot be found. I guess we're on to them. <laughs> it says, New York City starting August 17th. I, I did record some of it in my handy-dandy notes section. New York City, starting August 17, mandates vaccination against COVID-19 to go into museums, bars, gyms, restaurants, and many cultural venues. As the article in the Associated Press titled, NYC 
begins requiring proof of vaccination at eateries, gyms, probably other stuff. And then they quote de Blasio, who says, we do not want to get go back to restrictions, de Blasio said during a virtual news conference Tuesday. The key to our progress is vaccination. I do find it very curious that this new mandate will not be enforced until September 13th, or that it was not enforced, we're speaking after the fact, until September 13th, and that that's only two days after 9-11. And I remember very clearly that September, I believe it was was either 9th or 10th, um, I believe it's 10th, which was the Thursday, that Joe Biden announced his whole vaccine mandate to enter, like, any company with 100 more workers is at some point going to have to have a PCR test in order to continue. And, yeah, there it is, right in your face, the 9-11 symbolism in New York City. It is interesting that that got deleted. Let's let's see if I can find that Associated Press articles article. Okay, yep, they still do have the Associated Press, so I'm not sure why they deleted that. You know, it, it is very interesting how it applies to books as well, but at many times you'll find like a very interesting article, and then you like bookmark it or something, and you go back and it's gone <laughs> for whatever reason. And with books, it seems that, like, when I was looking into Soviet uh, Union and all the very controversial stuff with the fund, who funded people, like, they're all pretty much out-of-print books. So I'm pretty sure that someone wants some books out-of-print out there. That's just how it is. There is another article that said, um, New York City NYC restaurants struggle with vaccine mandate implementation for indoor dining. And I do think that, although it's a basic disrespect to anyone to require you to have a vaccine to enter a restaurant, that it does kind of put a very undue burden on businesses because then someone, they have to hire an additional person to just kind of be like the vaccine Gestapo and like check your papers. And I don't even think that people who are for the vaccine really enjoy that. They, in this article which i said uh, was about new york city restaurants struggling with the vaccine mandate they had a quote from an interviewed person inter- interviewee who said i do think restaurants are going to suffer but for the health of the country it's important <laughs> she added <laughs> it's important for the health of the country for restaurants to suffer apparently there's a restaurant called lulu shores in Gulf Shores, Alabama, which is a popular tourist destination. They had to shut down for a full week because of COVID infections. And, yep, I can link that as well. And I do think that the people who really are responsible for all this havoc to the restaurant business and also many other small businesses are is the media. Um, it's also the politicians. It's whoever is advocating for this new agenda. And Dr. Sanjay Gupta, he's kind of like one of these spokesmen for the people, for the um, vaccine 
proud. Um, it says, if you want to look this up on YouTube, it says, Dr. Gupta shows how virus could spread in restaurants. This was published April 21st, 2020. Of course, they try to make him look very smart and everything. So that you'll go along with it. And honestly, I, I did go along with it for a while. I started uh, listening to podcasts, doing my own research. There's an article in CNN titled, Adults with COVID-19 about twice as likely to say they have dined in a restaurant. CDC study suggests. <laughs> and they are clearly targeting restaurants because they are have a high share of people who who uh, are they're owned by like actual people not like corporations or stuff like mcdonald's or something and another aspect of this which actually i did not really think about is that restaurants are a significant source of food and they're also a significant source of the economic buying power fueling farms so i live in the Shenandoah Valley of Virginia, and I've heard multiple people say that uh, their farm, actually not multiple, I've heard at least one person say that someone they knew was selling eggs to restaurants, and then all these restaurants stopped buying from them because they closed. And then all of a sudden, the farmers did not have anyone to buy all their eggs, so this guy just got like... 50 eggs for a reduced price or something like that. So, there does seem to be a... I mean, it seems very, like, not big of a problem that just a few restaurants close. But the sheer magnitude of the number of restaurants is really going to have a big ripple effect into the supply chain with uh, farms as well. Going all the way down to farms. Tourism. And I found a little... So, in that one article in CNN about adults being twice as likely to say they've with adults with COVID-19 about twice as likely to say they've dined at a restaurant CDC study suggests if you look at that it's going to basically tell you how dumb you are if you <laughs> go to a restaurant um, or even a bar or a coffee shop yeah and then you know they got the little image of the healthy 30-year-old man who went to a credit bar, then he ended up in a hospital on a breathing tube. Honestly, you know, maybe he did. But the way they just manipulate your emotions, just it's really scary. So that's why I don't trust every single detail. What? Okay, I just, I just now <laughs> saw this video titled, and seen it entitled, Pfizer CEO on new pill data. I think it's a great day for humanity. Of course, it's a great day for humanity. New pharmaceutical pill that you can consume for your health and you don't have to worry about anything else. Just take the pill, you're good. I found another sort of restaurant-related article titled, A Houston restaurant owner says he was brainwashed into not trusting the vaccine. Then he got COVID. You know, they all say the same thing. Didn't get the vaccine. And he got COVID. But now we know anyone can get COVID. Vaccine, no vaccine. Doesn't matter. Of course, the, what they're going to say is that you're more likely to get it without the shot. But they can change the data if they want to. They have enough money. 
of power. Of course, um, it ends with a quote from the man, the restaurant owner, last name Perikolsky, saying, A lot of people get brainwashed by things you hear on social media, but you need to get the right information and talk to a doctor. He said, Only talking to the right people will make you realize this vaccine will save your life. There are, you know, this is going on across the entire world. And, you know, it's got to end somewhere. It could be here. It could be, uh, you know, I don't know what to do. But it can't go on forever. It's not sustainable. Of course, we got a new curveball coming. And to be honest, if, if you really do follow this stuff, it's not a curveball. It's exactly what you would expect. They announced the new variant, Delta variant, which oddly does sound like a military thing. Like someone in the military named it that. But that is shaking up the our perspective on things. I'm actually curious what the origin of Delta is. Okay, it's the fourth. It's the, uh, from, it means tent door. I don't know what that means. Because it was used to describe the Delta-shaped mouth of the Nile. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Okay. So, yep, there's a, if you're really just thirsty for more propaganda, you could uh, look up <laughs> what the Delta variant is doing to the U.S. restaurant industry by Michelle Chang. Of course, they're saying, oh, we thought we had escaped from the pandemic, and then the Delta variant came along. And, of course, they need a, a weapon in their back pocket. The one in the front pocket is Delta. The one in the back pocket is the Mu, Mu variant, which it says. Uh, actually, I found this article from the United Nations website. It says, "COVID-19 new Mu variant could be more vaccine resistant." Very scary. Of course, they have a new epidemiological epidemiological. I don't know how to say that. Um, data to back this up their opinion they, they can really unleash any number of um variants and when i say unleash like it's mainly with our our mind i would say which does bring us back to the question of what is a psychological operation wikipedia, wikipedia says psychological operations parentheses psyops are operations to convey selected information and indicators to audiences to influence their emotions, motives, and objective reasoning, and ultimately the behavior of governments, organizations, groups, and individuals. So is this a PSYOP? It's your call, obviously. I think it is. <laughs> or else I wouldn't be making this podcast episode. And there is also a kind of scary new development, which is... There's a new data-driven hub that aims to detect and prevent next pandemic. This is also from the UN site called, it's actually UN News, um, their official one. It says um, that they launched this new hub for epidemic, for pandemic and epidemic intelligence, which will bring together diverse partnerships from several disciplines and the latest technology so the data and intelligence are shared for the common good shared for the common good <laughs> so yeah they they just really don't want to end 
their grip on power, it seems. Of course, they're going to put it in Berlin. Berlin makes sense. Because if Germany doesn't go along with it, then they can't get the rest of Europe too. Because Germany is the most... I'm not sure. It might be the most powerful economic um, country overall. That's it, folks. I really do uh, encourage you to go out there to at least every now and then, maybe, to your local restaurant. Um, and I mean, if you're going to McDonald's every day, like, I mean, that's your choice, but it's just, uh, I think we should all be aware that if, um, if we don't go to our local business, if we don't support local business, it's going to go away and that includes local farms. And actually next episode, I'm going to, I hope to look at more of the farm situation and what that's been doing because that is probably the scariest aspect of this the controlling food controlling food all right this is your humble host i don't have a pseudonym for myself but i am signing off have a good rest of your day peace